over the years, I wouldn't say that the, the hours that I work have changed, but what has actually changed is the, the way I work. Mm-hmm. All right. So today I have on Michael Kohler. He is the CEO of Extreme Social, uh, a social media marketing company that does well, pretty much full stack marketing, but they specialize in marketing your company on all the biggest social media platforms. They're experts in that. So he's going to talk about how he got started uh, and a little bit about his business. So Michael, thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. So if you're cool with it, I'm just going to jump into these questions. Sure. Okay. So the first question I have for you is what are you working on right now that you're most excited about and why? Um, right now we're working on, uh, creating more softwares and working on existing software. We started to create, uh, last year because mm-hmm. last year we kind of like transitioned from like just a service based business into actually selling software. So that's something we're pretty excited about because it's just something new, mm-hmm. uh, that we're doing right here. And it's really exciting to, uh, jump into new, uh, things because we've been doing service uh, based stuff for around like four years uh, before we got into softwares and now we do the whole uh, software model and stuff like this and create more value that way and also I got a lot of other stuff going on with my YouTube channel growing my personal brand uh, creating training programs for people um, just recently two or three months ago I started a new thing which is getting pretty big right now it's called the video marketing agency program mm-hmm. and that's something a lot of people already signed up for and getting more students and stuff getting more people I help to make money online and that's really pretty exciting right here yeah yeah I saw some of the video the video marketing uh, expert stuff the, the make mm-hmm. 10k on YouTube and uh, yeah, yeah I mean exactly. you're definitely an expert given how fast your channel got traction I would I, you know that's definitely good social proof. Um, yeah. so you mentioned you're doing software. Can you, can you talk at all about it? Is that kind of under wraps? What kind of software is it you're getting into? Um, the main software we focus on right now is called video sniper pro. And it's basically a YouTube tool that allows you to rank your videos on YouTube for specific keywords, mm-hmm. right? So that gives you exposure because what a lot of people don't know is if you want to be successful on YouTube, no matter what you do, if you, if you have a personal channel, or if you have a channel for your business, mm-hmm. you always want people to find you who are searching for specific things, right? So for example, mm-hmm. someone may be searching for how to do uh, trading or how to do whatever, right? You mm-hmm. want your video to pop up on the first page or the first position for that keyword, right? And that software evolves all around that stuff. And then it also has a rank tracker and many other features. Um, it can also generate views, high retention views for you, for your videos. So it's basically an all around YouTube kind of software uh, that allows people to make money on YouTube or even if they just want to get out there on YouTube, whether they're an artist or they're uh, just a, an influencer or something. It's basically just a, a YouTube software, right? And that's pretty much the software we're focusing on right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, that if that uh, if that gets traction, that's that's definitely going to be an interesting interesting business yeah. for you. That's awesome. Um, so one thing I want to talk about a little because people here, um, you know, you might have a lot of fans of yours watching this that are familiar with your whole journey as an entrepreneur. But for people that aren't, um, could you talk about the steps mm-hmm. you've taken? I guess we could start off wherever you were in your life when you decided you want to be an entrepreneur, could you take us through from that point, what was going on and then what steps you took to get where you're at, you know, far along now on your journey? 
so in my case, it was like, I never actually consciously decided that I want to be an entrepreneur okay. in that way. So I kind of, I was sliding into it a little bit, you know, so mm. it kind of started around the same time when I started college, okay. uh, which was around five years ago or something. And I basically started off as like most, uh, like most online marketers. I just typed in how to make money on Google, yeah. how to make money online. Yeah. And I came across a bunch of scam sites, like where you fill out surveys and get paid like two cents for a survey and stuff like this. Yeah. I even did that and made like 30 bucks or something with that. And then I came across a site called Fiverr.com. I'm not sure if you know that site. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I start, it was brand new kind of at, at that time. It was way, way different than it is right now. Okay. And I put up a few services for five bucks and then nothing happened. And after like two weeks, I made my first sale on Fiverr. Okay. And even though it was just like $5, that kind of like changed my life because mm -hmm. um, that, that, that was the moment when I got really hooked on, on online marketing and making money online. So yeah. I ended up making like $10,000 just selling these small services. Whoa, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did this for a few months and stuff, but then Fiverr ch changed their algorithms and stuff. And my, my sales kind of went down. So I needed to do some other things to really make money. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into the whole selling services in form of like an agency and stuff. So I basically took the knowledge I had from Fiverr mm. and just created more like higher price services. Mm -hmm. And rather than depending on like a, a third party website, like Fiverr who can mess up my business at any time they want. Yeah. I created my own websites and got my own traffic and then sold my own services. And that's how I kind of build it up from there. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, okay. So you started, I was laughing earlier too, by the way, because the amount of surveys you'd have to do to make $30 mm -hmm. seems like it would just be an insane amount. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hardworking from the start. Uh, so you then started your own site. You're, you're, you're doing a service-based business. What site was that? And what kind of services were you providing? Uh, it's funny. The, the very first site that I had wasn't even an actual site. It was simply created with like you know, these free website builder tools like Wix.com or Weebly.com. Yes, and it was yeah. just like on the subdomain. It was like, I don't, I don't remember like uh, YouTube SEO.wix.com or whatever, some, some stuff like this. And I went out yeah. there and I simply promoted that on Twitter because it's not right. Right now, Twitter is, is, is getting kind of bad in yeah, a way, but yeah. back then it was really still hyped up. So mm -hmm. I was searching for people who, who were talking about SEO and stuff on Twitter with like the hashtag search and stuff. And I literally contacted hundreds of people a day. Mm -hmm. And I remember I made like my first, like, like $100 sale or something because I had pricing packages on there for SEO, uh, within, within a week or two. Right. So, um, that's basically how I got started. And then after a while I, I, I got my own domain, well, which is right now extreme social.co. That's, yeah. that's like the main domain right now. And the site is completely different than it has been like a few years ago because it's all changed up right now. And there's tons of different services added right now. Not just only one service anymore. We have yeah. dozens of services. Um, but yeah, that's basically how it went. So at that point, and this was when you were doing this, the outreach to offer services, was this about three years ago, two years ago? Uh, so the whole, so uh, in 2012, uh, that's when it, when it started end of 2012. And then yeah. I would say when I started, like I did like the fiber thing for like a year or something. And then after that, I would say like to end 2013, 2014, that's when I really got into selling these services and stuff on a higher, on a higher scale. Okay. 
Okay. And at that point you were literally cold, like doing cold outreach, telling people that you could SEO their Twitter, their Twitter profile, do SEO Twitter posts. Yes. And then I did tons of other things like, like making threats and in forums and stuff mm-hmm. like these sales threats and stuff. And, um, and then after a while I got into like PPC, like, like yeah. pay, pay-per-click advertising, like Google AdWords and, um, um, Facebook ads. And that's when, when everything kind of changed, you know, because mm-hmm. then that's the moment where you can actually make sure that, that you get the traffic that you really want to your site and just pay money and make the money back. That's when you can actually calculate it. That's when it becomes a real business, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Start creating an actual growth engine instead of just trying to do constant business development and like link building. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that's interesting. So, okay. So you, you did the service business, uh, you know, you realized maybe it wasn't scalable. How did you sort of make that transition from, you know, doing all this business development to setting up growth systems for your own businesses? Um, that was again, like, like you just kind of slide into it. You just keep doing something that kind of works for a while. And then at some point you kind of hit like a plateau, like you keep trying things and keep doing things, but at some point you kind of realize it doesn't really go up from there. So yeah. that when, when, that's when your brain realizes that you have to transition into like something else and have to mm-hmm. think about other ways to do it, right? So then you simply go again, like you go to YouTube or any other or, or buy a course or something and get into um, and, and learn these things. Like for example, learn about Facebook ads, right? And then you set up your first campaign and it doesn't really work. It never works the first time you try it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you keep doing it, keep trying it, set up landing pages, uh, learn email marketing too, right? So you can follow up on your leads and learn how to schedule calls with them, learn how to automate all of this stuff. And then you kind of build a system after, but it takes a while. It doesn't happen like overnight. You can't just build because you have to learn all of these things after, after you mastered one thing and then you have to have to learn the other thing. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, even if, even if you had some sort of turnkey business, it's like you wouldn't know how to fix any mm-hmm. problems because you didn't go through all the steps of building it. Exactly. Which is, that's kind of interesting. So it sounds like you're saying you basically like kept trying something when you hit a rut, you would go find whatever tutorial to get through it. And then, you know, as you learn more and more, then you would go back again and look for tutorials on automating some of these processes until you're eventually reach yeah, the and point it's, it's, a trial, it's a trial and error thing you know mm-hmm. uh when i first like the first ads or something on, on facebook i wasted a lot of money you know because you yeah because the thing is also like tutorials and courses and everything it's great but it's going to be different for each and every individual or for each and every company yep. all the time because mm-hmm. it's never the market never reacts the same you know yeah. just because someone is paying two dollars and makes eight dollars back doesn't mean that with the same ad, my company can do the same. You know, I have to figure out the exact, the exact way for me to actually get the same results. And that's a trial and error thing. You know, you got to go through that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Un- unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I do know what you mean. So, uh, okay. So now, nowadays, let me skip ahead because there's, I'm sure there's a million things you tried in between starting your, th- your thing and where you're at now. What's your main uh, source? Like, what's your main source of customers? What's your main customer acquisition channel for Extreme Social now? Exactly. So that also changed like within the last one or two years uh, dramatically. So right now the whole, basically in a nutshell, the business model goes the following way. So we have paid advertising like YouTube, Facebook, AdWords, and they all go to like a free thing where we get their emails or where we, where we get them on a webinar or something, right? And then we sell 
normally we sell them like a course or a training program. So we break even on that advertising cost or even yeah. make a profit on the front end. And yeah. in the back end, we got all of the softwares and all of the tools and stuff that are monthly recurring payments, mm. right? So that's where you make the real money. And then, of course, mostly these people who sign up for a software or for courses or something, they then will also be sold like a service in the back end. Like, and that's where the real money is made, where you make like the thousands of thousands re recurring payments per client. Yeah. That's, where you, that's how you really get an ROI for your ad spend. Because what a lot of people don't realize, that's also something I did in the past. Um, and that was a mistake. Like people think that you can have like one product that costs like a hundred bucks and you can send like traffic from Facebook to that product page and, and spend like 50 bucks and make a hundred bucks back and make, and make millions of dollars that way. But yeah. that's, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, ads right now, it's way too expensive. You need some high ticket products in the back end. Yeah. Right? And that's also something we really work on right now is to create like, like even higher ticket items in, in the very back end. So we can really, really scale it even harder, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sure, maybe not everyone listening to this knows what uh, Michael means by the back end, but to be clear, in your case, you mean selling it off your email list after those people are already on it, or is there somewhere else you're selling those, those higher ticket items? Yeah, exactly. Mostly it works like this, that once you get them, once you get their email and stuff, mm -hmm. um, after, you know, they always get an email sequence, right? So for example, yeah. they get specific links to webinars and stuff. And for example, I send them to a webinar and in the webinar, I talk about um, how to do things and show them, give them a lot of value. And then I say, hey, why not jump on a call with me and I will show you how I can help your business, how we can help your business to make more money. And mm -hmm. then I sell them like a high ticket item, like for $5,000 or even like $10,000 or something. You know? Like consulting packages? Consulting packages or uh, done for you services. Services. Okay. Yeah. So to be clear then, selling off webinars, off your email list, you're still in a lot of cases with these high ticket items jumping on the phone with clients. Yes. Yes. It, normally in online marketing right now, what you can do is if you're really good, you can sell in an automated webinar, you can sell something up to like $2,000. Yep. That's kind of like the maximum that people will buy without talking to you directly. Mm -hmm. um, but once it gets higher than $2,000, that's normally always sold like either on the phone or on Skype or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised when I found out how many people are, are really successful after, you know, maybe a webinar jumping on the phone and closing sales for yeah. five, $10,000 items. It's really like, there's a lot of yeah, people that can people do it pretty effectively. Warmed up, you know, it's different than cold calling because people are already super warmed up and engaged, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, so, one thing I want to switch topics a little bit to, to more mm -hmm. about your specialty as a marketer. Um, cause we talked, we talked about, you know, you've been through this huge journey of trial and error, um, to get to where you are now. Uh, what would you say, you know, for how long, I don't know if you're still working the same hours you did when you were starting, but what, what, what's your average, you know, work day like, and how long have you been working that much? Um, so honestly, like since I started like five years ago, there was never one day where I didn't work at all. Yeah. Like I, like I, there's always, even if I'm traveling or something at the airport and stuff, you always check stuff. You always do some work and things like this. Um, over, over the years, I wouldn't say that the, the hours that I work have changed, but what has actually changed is the, the way I work. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, it was just the hustle. Like in the first few months, the first few years, actually, it was just hustling, doing everything by myself, answering every single phone call, email, every single customer by myself. I was the only guy. Right now, I got people who do this for me, who answer all my emails most of the time yep. and um, who do these things, right? And I can focus on on the most important things. Like, for example, create webinars, um, find new ways to create more revenue, work on landing pages and basically take care of the whole infrastructure rather than doing the manual labor task. Right. So all in all, I would say I still, I basically work most of the time to be honest. Um, but just the way I work has changed over the years dramatically. Yeah. What the actual tasks are doing. Yes. You're really focusing on those you just leverage points. Um, what, like how many, how many hours though? I'm trying, I'm trying to get across for people because I like to see, you know, between successful entrepreneurs, what their hours are like. Do you, do you have um, an average you think? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people, it always depends on how you actually define that, uh, yeah. working. If you just mean like actually working in front of a computer, like hardcore kind of working, um, then I would say maybe like eight hours or something. But the thing is, <laughs> That's a lot, though. yeah, but the thing is that, when you have a business and when you're really engaged with this, yeah. like even if I'm like, I notice sometimes even if I'm sitting on my couch and watch YouTube and stuff, I'm not, I'm not just most likely going to watch some random stuff. I'm probably going to watch something that's related yeah. in some way yeah. to my business or something in that industry yeah. because that's just where my brain automatically goes. And, and that also falls under research in a way. Mm. And then it also falls under work. Mm. You know, so even when, if I'm chilling, I'm still kind of working in a weird way. So it's kind of like for all the, the people who are watching this who want to be entrepreneurs and stuff, it, it's kind of like if you have that passion and stuff, uh, your whole brain always kind of evolves around like, 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 like the work kind of thing. Yeah. So it's hard to like make a difference between like, like actual free time or how people call it and, and work. It's hard to kind of tell, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. That's, that's, that's what I was expecting. Um, most of the, you know, self-made entrepreneurs I know that, that never have had a team building their business. Like they actually built it. Um, nearly all of them in their lives, their business is by far and away their number one priority. It's really their only priority. And then everything else is kind of like in this whole category of distant second. It's like the the priority. Exactly. That's, that's, that's how it is. That's exactly it. (laughs) Like to, to think I have one friend who built this company from the ground up, uh, in two years to, you know, making about half a million a year. And he, he literally said for the first 18 months, he worked on average 12 to 16 hours a day, pretty much every day, but like maybe six days a week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I remember that when I first started out and I I still went to college the same time, Mm. I had exactly three things that I was doing in, in my life at the time and nothing else, like only three things. It was going to college slash studying or whatever, mm-hmm. working on the business and then like working, working out every day for like an hour or, or half an hour. Yeah. I didn't do anything else besides that. Yeah. And everything like, else sort of falls to the wayside. For, like, for at convenient. least like three years or something. Wow. At least that's good. That's good. Cause that's one, I just want, you know, people to hear from, you know, real life, real life stories here. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, you've seen so many things with internet marketing, like all in one, courses that'll say, you know, spend, spend two hours on this a day for six weeks and you'll make progress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. 
So, okay, switching to some more uh, light and fun topics here. So in marketing, it seems like your company really specializes on social media channels, like platform-based marketing. What are your thoughts on that, the way marketing is going in general? What, what do you predict for the future of marketing? Like, mm-hmm. Anything you want to talk about? Well, honestly, I kind of think when it comes to social media, mm-hmm. and especially the different platforms and stuff, I think these platforms, they are set, meaning that's just – the way I personally think that that's the way it's going to be like for the next few years or or decades. And I don't think there's some new platform coming up that will be bigger right now than Facebook or Instagram. I think that's set. We're going to be on these platforms for a pretty long time from now on. Mm -hmm. And we're just focusing on that. And when it comes to the future of this stuff, um, I just think that the whole PPC paid advertising thing, this is just going to be, the most important thing even in the future because that's like the only real way uh that you can really create a business and and make sure uh that you have control over your business because you have to know how much money you're spending and how much money you making back you know and with Mm -hmm. the all the organic stuff like posting things and creating content and stuff that's also very important but there will be specific brand agencies and stuff who will take care of that but when it just comes uh, to a marketing kind of perspective in terms of like spending money and making money back, paid advertising on Facebook and on adverts. I think even like in the next few years or 10 years, 20 years, that will probably still be the main thing to focus on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I forget who I heard talking about this, but it was some venture capitalist talking about how he agreed with what you said. Essentially all these companies fought to be the dominant social media players. And at this point, for the most part, the dust is settled what we have is mostly what is going to remain for quite a while. I think so too. Yeah. You know, at least five to 10 years, if not, like you said, 20. Um, That's interesting. I've heard, I've heard that a lot. So hearing from someone like you, that just reinforces that opinion. So what do you think about you? You said traffic. So I assume what you mean is how to drive traffic, track what your return is on the spend and then somehow capture those customers in either a lead list, like an email list or actual making sales along, along with capturing emails. Is that what you mean? Or can you talk about how to manage that traffic? Spend? Exactly. So in online marketing, when it comes to online business, there's only two very important variables and factors, right? It's, it's one traffic mm-hmm. and, and second conversion, mm-hmm. right? So, and when I talk about Facebook ads and all these advertising things, it's all about generating highly targeted traffic mm-hmm. to get the highest conversion rate possible on your website. So for example, you buy 100 clicks on Facebook, they come to your page and they, then they get something for free in exchange for their email list. You want that conversion rate to be as high as possible, right? So the higher the conversion rate in the long run, the smaller your ad spend will be. And that's will make your business more profitable. Mm-hmm. That's basically like what all the marketers out there are doing. And that's also one reason why you see so many marketers doing these things with like driving around fancy cars or like, like Ty Lopez, for example, yeah. some, some very fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. That's only to get people very engaged and to, to reduce their ad costs, you know, because once people get engaged and once there's a lot of entertainment uh, components in there, the ad cost goes down and that allows them to make more money and keep the business more profitable. That's basically really the only reason out of a marketing perspective to do that. Hmm. And is that, is that just cause they're warming up those leads or because like the more entertaining something is like the less people well, resistance yeah, people have to get put on a list. Is, so let's say for example, you got a YouTube channel and you, hmm. 
it's very entertaining. You've got tons of cars, tons of hot women, all kinds of stuff, right? So people are automatically going to come to your channel and go, oh, who's that guy? What's happening there? And then you have a link in the description and people are automatically, they're so engaged, they're going to click it. And every click that you get organically, you don't have to pay for it, Yeah. right? You don't have yeah. to pay for it. Yeah. So normally, if you don't do this whole engaging stuff, for every click that you get, you have to pay AdWords money. So yeah. these people who do this stuff, they still pay AdWords money, but mm -hmm. they also get tons of organic traffic that gives them additional uh, uh, traffic, meaning additional just money and, and, and cash flow. It just improves their cash flow. And that allows them to get more money in the end to reinvest it into their business and scale it even more. Okay. So it sounds like if you're working with clients, you, you tell them that they have, they have to do both, basically. They have to be getting organic traffic and doing the paid. Uh, both, yeah. yeah. Paid and organic as, as much as possible. And so what do you recommend for those clients besides just, is it just putting out more content or just, you know, more high quality content or is there anything specifically that well, you do for, to get organic traffic? For most of the clients that we work with, we actually don't do like the, the content part really. Okay. Uh, we mostly like do PPC management and stuff like this, right? So most mm -hmm. of the clients that we work with, especially the higher ticket ones, they're already companies or, or people who make money. So what they want to do is they just want us to manage their ads and optimize what they're already doing, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, so with these clients, are you, or what do you, what do you think you like, what do you think you're going to gravitate towards in the future with extreme social selling products, like your software services and recurring mm -hmm. products or going out and working on clients, businesses? Um, I think from here where we are right now, it's just going to be about creating we, we got some more softwares and stuff planned in the near future. So you just create more products in the back end. At the same time, they'll also create more good front end products and simply mm -hmm. keep the model the way it is and just keep scaling everything, everything higher, you know, and, and, and also uh, take care of my personal branding, scale this up a little bit, change a few things here and there, because it's all about the infrastructure. First of all, the infrastructure has to work. And once that's the case, it's basically just like a machine, like a thing that you always feed. Like that's, that's the, that's the goal. It should be the goal of every online entrepreneur to first create the infrastructure to have something that he can just feed on a daily basis. And then it grows, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I feel like that'd be an interesting course. Like for people is instead of promising them some turnkey thing, telling them like, just, this isn't going to make you any money, but it'll put you on the right path. Um, that'd be a good one. Uh, so, okay. So you have a bunch of offerings. It sounds like you're doing a little bit of everything. Um, it may not be easy for people to relate to where you're at just because you're, you're, it seems like, you know, you have so many skills and you're successful with so many businesses. If someone's getting started out and they've, you know, raised their hand and said, I want to be an internet marketer. I want to make money from a laptop. I'm not sure if I just want to do it myself and make a little bit or, you know, do what Michael's doing, start a software company, a service business, personal brand, everything. Uh, what would you recommend they start with? Any courses, books, resources, any skills specifically to learn? Like what would you recommend for those people? Okay. So here's the thing. What I always tell people who are just starting out. Most people, um, when they start out, they get trapped into the whole guru thing. Like they watch people on YouTube. They see people having drop shipping stores, e-commerce stores, and all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. What they don't realize is that these things are very hard to do if you don't have any experience yet. So it's always going to be a grind if you're just starting out and it's always going to be a hustle in a way. 
But what I would highly suggest people is to really go out there and start simply selling services, right? Mm -hmm. First, learn a skill, learn some kind of skill um, that's actually sellable that people need. And then really get, try to get people to pay you a thousand to $2,000 per month for your services. Right. A lot of people like, honestly, to be really honest, you're not going to go out there as a beginner and start selling software, creating your own software that costs tens of thousands of dollars to develop unless you have funding and, and know what you're doing yeah. or create your own courses with knowledge that you don't even have yet and, and no branding and stuff. That's not how it works. You know, yeah. you, you got to do something that's realistic in the beginning. For example, I teach that in the video marketing agency program and stuff. That's something anyone could basically do to, to get started, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people get trapped with, with things that are very, very hard to do, but sound easy. And there's a difference between things that sound easy <laughs> and actually are easy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Some of these businesses, it's just, it's just painful to listen to the, the claims versus like if you've ever seen the back end of running one of these companies, it's like... Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's very painful. Uh, so that's awesome. It, I'm gonna I want to push you a little further on this question. Are there any skills that you can you're confident that like you know from April 2018 for at least a year or so, like people can go out learn and offer services on? What would you recommend? Just video marketing, or is there anything else? Um, when it just comes from a a a standpoint of how of the easiest way possible, then then that's probably actually what what you can do. Um, because we teach basically how to rank videos on Google and stuff and charge uh, clients a monthly fee plus a commission. That's a, that's a really good business model. Yeah, that uh, is. When it comes to like starting your own social media agency or whatever, this is kind of complicated because you've got to create your own content and every for the companies and every client is different. And it's, pretty, it's a pain in the ass basically. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's, that's, I wouldn't, there's not really anything other out there when it comes to online. I mean, a lot of people would say affiliate marketing, but on the other hand, this also requires some expertise yeah. already if you, on how to drive traffic, on how to run ads. This all takes time. This is not something you can just, but you can literally go out there and get a client on the phone and, and calculate him why he should pay for your service because you make him money back and he will buy it. You know, that, that's way easier to do than, than, than any other thing online. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, there's always a shortage of people, you know, that are hitting up businesses offering their services compared to, you know, if you're competing in AdWords as your first business, it's like you're trying out for the NFL yeah. first time playing football. It's not, exactly. not going to turn out well. Yeah. Um, that's good advice. What, what do you think about when people say like start selling websites or building sales funnels? Do you think those are viable as well? Or are the reasons people should avoid that? Um, Sales funnels will be important, of course, once you really build a business. So for example, when I first started out, as I already said, I, was, I didn't have any sales funnels or, or something, but once I got into PPC and driving traffic, that's where you really have to get sales funnels because you want to capture the leads. You want to make sure they go through a nice funnel with nice video marketing, nice uh, different posts, different videos they can engage with, follow up via email, also do Facebook remarketing, retargeting. And um, yeah, but that's all stuff that you're going to learn on the way. That's not something you're just going to simply start out with and master within a few weeks. You know, this is something you have to learn on the way. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so I have two more questions if you still have a little bit of time. Sure. No problem. Awesome. Okay. 
Uh, so my first one would be right now for marketing. What do you see as the most underutilized channel? The one that marketers uh, shouldn't or should be using that they're not using enough of? Probably YouTube. Okay. And simply for the, for the fact that, um, first of all, YouTube, I mean, it's video and video is always a great, it's the best way on the internet to communicate. Yeah. Um, because people see you, people can trust you and stuff. Most marketers right there, right now, they go out there and they try mostly Facebook ads, but mostly this is like, it's just on Facebook and stuff. But YouTube is really more engaging because you can, first of all, you can reach people who are searching for specific stuff, meaning you get search traffic, which yeah. is highly converting. Mm -hmm. Plus the Google AdWords, if you know how to run ads on there, if you have your own remarketing audience on YouTube, for example, mm -hmm. um, you can get highly targeted traffic very, very cheap. That's something a lot of people don't know. It's very cheap to market on AdWords on YouTube right now. Hmm. And um, the problem though with YouTube and the reason why most people don't do it is simply because they don't want to get in front of the camera and, 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 and present themselves, right? Yeah. That's the, yeah. the reason why most people don't do it. And it will take, uh, the mistake most people make is they, they make one video, for example, they upload it and then they go, don't get any traction and don't get any views, and any likes. And most people just don't have the perseverance to really push through and do it for like a few months and then get some results because they just want fast, fast stuff, you know? But when I first started out on YouTube, like, like with my personal channel, I, I started in like late 2015 and, and really started in like early 2016, I think with the personal channel. Yeah. Um, it, it took a while before even I knew all the tactics and stuff, but it, it still takes a while uh, uh, to do all of this stuff and you get better and better the more videos you make, you know? So it's yeah. just, it's really worth it, but people just have to push through it. You know, how long did it take you to get uh, traction on your channel? Um, it, it, the thing is traction. I mean, just traction in form of views and stuff that went pretty fast because I, mm. because of my experience and stuff in SEO, I knew how to rank videos. Yeah. So that was a big advantage I had because I actually knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. But I just made tutorials in the beginning like on the, on my screen and stuff. And I yeah. didn't really like show my face and things. And it's, it's a whole process. Once you start showing yourself and, and it just takes time to really be, be seen as some, some influencer and some, some YouTuber and stuff in front of your audience, because mm -hmm. it, it's just a skill. Like it's also kind of an entertainment kind of skill that you have to develop. Yeah. Um, and it, it took like half a year, almost a year to really, to really feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, all right. So the last question, I really appreciate you gave some amazing advice. Uh, the last question would be, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have, or that you'd like people to know about anything we talked about? Um, well, probably question wise, uh, that's probably not a question you should have asked any, uh, but I would probably say just to give people some advice, you know, yeah when it comes to for the people who want to start something online um just like 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 keep pushing i mean you got to do it you know uh you got to take action and and got to do the whole trial and error thing you know and don't think because just you buy one course and and then you don't make money after two weeks and it doesn't work mm -hmm. you know i mean yeah just just keep doing it keep trying out stuff and if you if it works it works if it if it doesn't work it, it doesn't you know it's not for everyone it's not for everyone, you know, to have an online business and stuff. It has a lot of advantages. It also has some disadvantages, but you just, if you really want it, you just got to keep pushing and it will work, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I would agree. Uh, so I'm going to cut this. We can talk after. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate the time. That was great advice. No problem. Thank you very much.